0: You're sitting
1: in front of, like, a fire or something. a candle. Uh, Welcome to a new episode, everyone, of Are You Afraid of the Dark? My name is Take Two Plus, and uh, away we go.
0: The following may contain harsh language, poorly communicated ideas, and does not reflect the opinions of iHeartRadio.
1: This week's sponsor is a foundation, which is a first for Take Two Plus, but it's also got a familiar name. And his name is Zod. Zod Foundation of Truth, Love and Mercy. Uh, so I told have... you not
0: to do business with that motherfucker anymore. I told you, yeah, that guy is shady.
1: Zod. Uh, Zod legally actually can't call this a cult anymore for uh, certain legal problems. But I you know, here's the thing, I digress. It's a foundation, it's not a cult. Zod, friend of the show, Guess what, guys? He's in the studio today. Awkward. Uh, Jacob, can you uh, get Zod situated? That. Yeah. Mike three. Yeah. Uh, a good evening, Zod. Uh, to take two plus, it looks like you're all situated now, and uh, you've been a longtime friend of the show. And uh, may I just say, may the ancestors of the Leviathan hunt the enemies around us and strike the weak of the life.
0: Oh, yeah, he's not telling you to say that at all. Not well said. Jacob, Jacob, (laughs) cuts (laughs) cuts odds, Mike.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Take Two Plus, the only podcast on the internet that is ahead of its time and has taken advantage of a few initiatives for the convenience of the listener, of course, and that means that we are automatically enrolling you all into our Platinum Diamond Package. Now, you're saying to yourself, Take Two Plus, guys, what does that mean? Well, it includes all of our free episodes on YouTube. Well, okay, that's all fine, but how do I get the ultimate Take Two Plus experience? Well, we now have the answer. Uh, we, we've, we've calculated, we've tabulated. Basically, you know, whereas the previous package was a platinum uh, diamond, this is plutonium-13, uh, which is much more sophisticated than those other uh, packages. Perhaps the perfect package. Uh, and, and this, of course, includes the gift basket, which uh, has some of the favorite sponsors you might remember, uh, including uh, Dylan's fancy free mustard. You're saying to yourself, okay, I have the gift basket with the, uh, the mustard. I don't need anything else. But guess what? You just signed up for the platinum, no, sorry, the plutonium 13 package. And that means that you get some extra stuff. And that is a lock of hair from one of our Take Two Plus dancers. Okay. As well as a handwritten and, uh, well, it's a little PG-13, the uh, letter that uh, they sent to the gentleman. This is a revenge draft first. Uh, everyone's horny. What's going on?
2: Having each chosen three films in the category, we're now going over one of them a week, ranking them as we go to create the ultimate list of revenge movies. Points are then handed out based on final standings. First place film gets one point, second place gets two, so on and so on. Then we add up everyone's points and the person with the lowest score wins, just like golf. So that means you should emphasize why your film should go number one, while the rest of us may want to focus on the flaws.
1: You know, if can I just stop you right there, Tyler? Uh, so we've, right been do- there. we've been doing a few things,
2: you know, the Hitchcock draft, which yeah. has
1: been considered, you know, one of the true great pieces of art of the 21st century. There are dozens of people who are So friends. I just right. want to address your point that, you know, you're Literally saying- Literally oh, dozens. You know, if it's your movie, you might want to highlight the positive features. Whereas if it's not your movie, you might want to uh, kind of uh, highlight the problems. Um, but, you know, can I just mention that, <laughs> You know, we're such professionals here on Take Two Plus that that actually hasn't even occurred at all. We, we've it's just been true. so,
0: uh,
2: you, know, you know. So open and honest. No, Wait, I, no bias uh, at Chris,
0: all. Chris, at this point. Quantitatively honest. At this point, I think you should go back to the prior episodes and just do a quick cut of all of us screaming at each other very quickly over not being at all unbiased. I Sean, yeah.
1: I've never listened back to an episode and I've been too drunk oh, to remember what I was saying I back then. So
2: here's <laughs> <shows>. the thing. <laughs> I didn't know anything happens after we record these tonight. We put these out in the will for people to listen to.
0: Unfortunately, sometimes.
2: <laughs> so should I say
0: what the movie is about, or is Tyler this done a little is... spiel or not?
2: All right, yeah, this movie. This is a Korean thriller. I saw the devil. Sean, second round pick. Sean, tell us what it's all about.
0: Fans of Old Boy, you know Choi Min-sink from the film Old Boy. He's a real actor with a real name, and it's called Choi Min-sink. All right, you say that's his name.
2: John Smith, though, I think is how you pronounce
0: his name. Is that how you pronounce that? That's what Chris told me. I didn't realize that. So, uh, Jang murders his victim simply for the fun of it. As the living embodiment of pure evil, he has committed countless murders on helpless victims while successfully eluding capture by the police. His latest victim is the beautiful daughter of a retired police chief and the pregnant fiance of a special agent named Su Yun, played by Lee Byung-hoon. Obsessed with revenge, Su Yun decides to track down the man who murdered his wife to be and to enact his own form of revenge by playing with and torturing the killer as much as humanly possible. Kicking off one of, if not the craziest cat and mouse games in cinematic history. Oh, come on, Sean. So- this is the craziest fucking shit you've ever seen. Chris can't even get through this fucking movie without complaining over how crazy it is. But all of a sudden, when I say it's crazy, he's like, whoa, 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 pump the brakes. We don't- you may, so you, may, you may notice that he's saying crazy. May notice that he saying crazy. You may notice that he keeps saying crazy. It's not time. crazy. It's disgusting. So because this movie is relatively new and because it's also Korean, it doesn't have a lot written about it right now. So prepare yourselves for a very short corner of behind the Sean was scene. All right, so this film was made in 2010 and was directed by Kim Ji-Woon. This is probably the film that Kim is best known for as a filmmaker. Although A Tale of Two Sisters is also well-renowned and he directed Arnold Schwarzenegger in the comeback vehicle, The Last Stand, which was a disappointment to say the least, yeah. especially coming off of this film like as a uh, I saw The Devil made its debut in North America at Sundance in 2011 and it received a short theatrical release after that where it made about $130,000 in the US. It made about $130,000 no, sh- in the sh- US. Sean, sh- Sean, sh- sh- The festival circuit. <laughs> That's- that it was received. Oh, I mean, it was it was critically well received. I don't think it really won anything huge in terms of Oh awards. well, okay. can
1: you can you just tell us exactly what it was? So no, I didn't look up and, how many
0: awards it won. No, so well, it made you had one thing 000. to do, Sean, and you fucked up I'm sorry, every I had fucking one thing week. To do, and, you know what? I I don't know, what, Tyler. To why do. is it you that I always think to, to myself, do. "Oh, next week Sean will fucking do his job," and then every other week, every week, no, you don't think to yourself that. Yeah. You think to yourself, "Next week Sean's going to do his job and my job," which is what he also does every fucking week. So $130,000 is what it made in the US. In 12 hey, Sean, in how much made it make it in the US? $130,000. Wow. Now ask me how much it made worldwide. Hey, Sean? Yeah. You're trying to think of something else. To no, ask me. no, I yeah. just want, before I
1: ask you how much it made worldwide, I just have one last question. And, and then we'll just like. Is this we'll how much
2: it. did this make in the US?
1: And then we'll just get into it, okay? We'll just get into it after that. Okay. Sean? I'm waiting. Are you okay with my proposition? Oh God,
0: ask me the question. Ask me the okay.
1: question. Uh, okay. Oh, What's the
2: question?
1: Uh, well, here, here it goes. And, and, and Sean, I do hope you have the answers. What fucking festivals did this movie go to and what
0: fucking <laughs> awards Toronto. did it win? It went to Sundance in Toronto, I know that for sure. For its release in Korea, the film board there made them remove moments from the film to secure a release, objecting to the film's violent content. Apparently, Kim had to cut out about uh, he had to cut the film about seven or eight different times to satisfy the board and remove about a minute of the film altogether. Are you so telling me? Wait, wait, are you telling this violence. movie
1: was censored?
0: In Korea, what the yeah.
1: fuck! Is he trying to show people that's always Like, out of minute.
0: In terms of what critics thought about this film, Mark Olsen of the Los Angeles Times wrote, "There is violent mayhem for certain." But the thing that sets I Saw the Devil apart is its undercurrent of real emotion and how unrelenting, sad, how unrelentingly sad it can be. Rob Nelson from Variety stated, repungent content, grislier than the ugliest torture porn, ought nice. to have been made ought to have made the film unwatchable, but it yeah. doesn't. And it was simply simply was right. because simply because Kim's picture is so beautifully filmed, carefully structured, and viscerally engaging." So also, the last point I'm going to say is that a remake of this film has been in the cards ever since it was released. Currently, Adam Wingard of The Guest and Blair Witch and The Dead Note remake has been attached to direct along with his regular writer Simon Barrett from the start. As a good pair, as good of a pair of filmmakers as both Simon Barrett and Adam Wingard are, I highly doubt that they're going to be able to make a better film than what this is, especially considering the debacle that Death Note turned into for Netflix cuz that yeah. film Blair
2: Witch was a kind of disappointment too.
0: It was a That's little bit, really but good, Death but Note Blair was more of disappointment. Yeah.
2: Sean, tell us why you chose this as your second round pick.
1: Yeah, because mm. no one cares.
0: I chose this film largely because it's one that I don't think has had nearly enough exposure.
1: Yeah, like, I'm watching it right, again, fucking hammered in face, plastic bag, not breathing anymore, cool. This movie's so full of
2: revenge.
0: <laughs> so I
2: think that was the tagline for the movie, said in that voice.
0: I chose this film because of its lack of exposure and because I believe it's on par. Okay. So it, watching this film reminds me of the Nietzsche quote, you know, that philosopher who we heard about back in Oh, ago, oh the no, Sean, we're episode. talking about Korean films. We're not talking yeah. about philosophers. <laughs> <laughs> that Nietzsche quote, when you gaze long enough in the abyss, the abyss yeah. gazes back. Uh, and lovely. that's basically the thematic point of this film. All about what I've said. You know, all that I've said, interrupted for the past 20 minutes with Sean, Chris. literally no one cares, literally. All that, no taken with cares. the intensity of the film and coupled with its overall awesomeness, it it's, it's just, it earns its place on this list.
2: It's like, this film is really well directed, All there's a lot of individual scenes, especially the, I don't know what you want to call them, like, fight scenes or attack scenes or... Yeah, yeah. The yeah. GTA, it'll it'll so, I'll give you that, I'll give you that. But
1: you know what though, they you, are know, super you throw enough money at a movie, Tyler,
2: and you'll get a good fight scene. No, but you need a good director behind it, too. And you need good music. Uh, And I also really like how much this movie makes you hate Jang throughout the whole thing. Like, he's really unredeemable. Jang's, yeah, Jang's your serial killer. You never feel sympathy for him. Like, it's... I don't know if I necessarily feel, like... Oh, but you know what? Glad when he's getting tortured or hurt, but, like, I I never feel sympathy for him. Can
1: I point out, though, one thing, Tyler? uh, And that is to just point out how wrong you are when you say that. Like, just, like, visually, like, oh, like, there's no sympathy for the guy. Like, he's a... Oh, Do
2: you feel sympathy for
0: For Jang? Not
1: at all, but the movie does.
0: No, he takes the villain who is Jang and he puts him into the role of the protagonist for the second act. Because what you are is you're more with Jang for the second act of this film than you are with Su Yin. Because he's the hunted and you're more with that character. That's just naturally how, it, you know, the, the audience gravitates towards that character and like you don't see so Zou- yun as much in the second act of the film as you saw proportionally if i
2: could just say he this is not i guess it's a good thing because i love this movie he, his character reminds me of uh ryan Gosling's character in drive a lot where it's like a little bit wooded and you don't get to learn too yeah. much about him he's, he's cool yeah, it's true helping other but people he's cool score.
0: i think young it's and
1: cool uh, and uh, unassuming
0: i think that's a choice on purpose because i think he's suggesting now, by the end of this film what Soo-yeon has turned into is basically jang <laughs> very end of this film you can't tell if he's crying because of what he's done or if he's laughing hysterically
2: uh, i tied this film for me into something similar to the end of herakiri in that i thought kim's crying and all at the end because he finally got his revenge and fulfilled it and feels like no sense of closure so it's almost like what did I go through all this for? Just, uh, you know, I yeah. nearly died. I became a horrible monster person. I just think there's person, a very
0: but... clear moment in that sequence or what he does. Like at one point he is very clearly crying, right? He is very clearly crying. Okay. But at one point, like about halfway through, He's not crying, he's like laughing. Like there's this like- But well, I don't get the sense of like face. he's going to go That's a madness, Sean, that's really a
1: madness. Sense. It's like, it's like, oh, he's not sad. Anymore. Exactly, no. that's
0: what I'm talking about. Like madness, like craziness. Like he is snapping and like he has gotten to the point where what he is, what he has done and his actions and what is like the cost of it, which is his father-in-law and his sister-in-law mm-hmm. and his wife and like what he's done. Not only that, but what he's like the violence he has per, like perpetrated on this man, like he's breaking this movie is
1: at its best when it deals with the psychological element of revenge this movie is at its worst when it has to feel compelled uh, you know in order to show it right it doesn't have to do that but it does right quentin tarantino is smooth enough to realize this very fact as well you show one brutal death one crazy over-the-top death that's all you need because then after that you kind of get the score are left to your imagination
0: when you see the uh, the repercussion. you know the aftermath Chris Chris what parts of this movie are overly brutal seriously like oh, you what like he, no i'm not i can kidding. you believe this guy I spent the whole last there's year. a oh, fair my God. all
1: you. right this is yes, a no, no, serious a lot of gore
0: but right, you know so what watch the fuck you are, are you talking gore? about like this is right. nothing articulate This is nothing and also it doesn't exploit the situation you would articulate yourself okay i'll just articulate myself what's your
1: question
2: what's overly explicit and violent, is that the question?
1: So, uh, for all of our Patreon viewers, you can see right now that we are showing the clip of the, uh, the psycho killer, Keskuse basically hammering the face of the father. Uh, because, instead of just like showing the aftermath, like the co- brother would style, you rather that
0: just be like fucking sensationalized and
1: I would love because, to have seen. Like, I would love to have seen the aftermath. Maybe him just like dead, and then the Psycho killer cuts would say like walking around like figuring out his death. Oh, and seeing you the, know what would have nice, late. and you would have.
0: You know, I was really like, oh, good. like I wonder how that went really good, because I saw, have, death, I saw the first death. death. I saw you the first felt death, a lot. like have a. It's the great thing, but the makes you feel something. The great thing about this film is that it makes you act like you're acting like right now. <laughs> you have feelings of trying to the, the like Achilles talk Achilles about. Feel. No, okay. How you're so if the movie
1: you. is trying to make me never want to watch it again, it did a very good job. Sean, even your the, point.
0: Even the Achilles heel moment, Tyler, yes, it's very fucking hard to watch. It is hard to watch. But no. it is not. So at necessary. The top. So it necessary. It is not like. Well, you go like, I'll say that I, I personally it. think.
2: Sorry, Sean Fisher, pardon I me. Mean, no, 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 no.
0: Fuck it's Sean. What are you trying to say, man?
2: a little excessive in the violence that it shows, and it's a little uh, exploitative, but at least it's consistent. I'll give it points for that. It's consistent in how uh, Jang and Kim keep going at each other throughout the entire film, and it's consistent in how violent they are towards each other. So I give it points for yeah. consistency, in it's mm-hmm. relentlessness. This
0: uh, movie would be so much less effective on. if it was less violent. We have, I, I think was it was would be a worse movie so
2: much if less. you suddenly had, like, one big, very violent death would stand out worse.
0: This Man, entire point of this movie it. is to point out that violence is atrocious and it comes at a massive cost. And in order to show that oh, and in order what to a do that new fucking absolutely outlook on revenge! absolutely beating you over the head with it <laughs> in dialogue and in scenes of exposition and in terrible moments where you're like, this a terrible scene. In order to do that, he does it in a much easier way, in a much more visceral way. He makes this a violent movie that is very difficult to watch. Right. but it is not it's not ever true. over the top it is not ever over the top it is just difficult to watch because it's fucking
1: supposed is to be. you know it's it is because you're fucking
0: be. defending it no i'm defending it because you're a baby and tyler <laughs> i don't oh, have oh no this babe okay you know away. what
1: i i, I watched the exorcist for christmas morning babe okay so i know it's <laughs> over the top you know what i no, watched Chris, i watch. i watch uh, holocaust on my bar mitzvah all right so i know all about the crazy shit this movie, it's not even that it's all that fucking crazy. It's just, it's trying to take shortcuts through visual torture. And it is a shortcut. And you know what? I'm going to call it out.
2: Um, <laughs> can I list two other things? Shut up, up?
1: Tyler! <laughs>
2: <laughs> and
1: then we'll get into yeah, bad unless you guys have more. I'm, I'm such a bad, bad boy, out. eh? I, you know what? Boy. By the way, I've been a bad boy now for three weeks. And it's great. So, just saying.
2: Um
0: you got more Tyler Yeah, think?
2: I was trying to last my <laughs> Chris threw me off my train of thought. Alright, last thing that I really like is the the director putting up his name while uh, Jang is dragging, dragging the wife's body away from the car for the first time. It just kinda of sets up the tone <laughs> of the awesome film. It's an awesome shot. Is it yeah, a shot? It's a- it's a bit of like a flex too because like the credits have been done for a few minutes at that point, and then all of a sudden, like four <laughs> minutes later, you're getting the final credit of like directed by it's uh, I don't know, it's it's he's flexing. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Delivered, hey, <laughs> hey, editor, put it a little bit later.
2: Yeah, give it, give us like a three minute buffer, like you thought I forgot, and then hit up my name.
1: And uh, I want yeah. it, uh, I want it right after something badass happens. Yeah, as a transition. <clears throat> So that everyone remembers that it was James Cameron that directed this
2: <laughs> James Cameron. All right. Chris, do you have anything you love about this movie?
1: This movie might actually be the number one uh, draft pick uh, Yeezy 2024 election uh, success story of the decade. Um, I'm so happy to say that uh, uh, 2010, I Saw the Devil uh, directed uh by a very talented korean man i'm assuming it's a good movie and maybe yeah it's like oh your reaction is supposed to be like that it was the director putting the strings it's like well you can say that oh okay but the good stuff okay wait, uh, it's engaging is <laughs> engaging and you know what okay here's the thing so what is it oh uh the first uh
0: wait wait, wait stop chris wait just for one second drop the voices in all honesty, what voice, Chris Matt, Chris, as the person who you are, I'm not going to say your last name. I'm not Tyler. There is not like a bad part of it, other than your obvious distaste for the violence in it.
1: It reminded me of an earlier time, an earlier time when I was younger. And you know what? Even if it was fucking uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade at the very end, when the guy who fucking turns into a dust monster, you know what? I kind of had. Covered my face on that too. So there was a bit of reminiscing uh, going on baby. in terms. Shut up! All right. Such a baby. Yeah.
0: What do you like about this film?
1: Again, it's engaging. You know, it was gross, but it wasn't like. So I was fast forwarding it as I was saying. So like I did see what was happening because I have a very special VCR.
0: So now this is what should disqualify you. Well, no, you it's no. Okay, no.
1: I-, I saw this movie twice. Okay. I saw oh yeah. Time with a few uh, fast forward. Situations, but then I saw it again, and you know what? I knew but that because of the, the fast-forward fast fast. situations, that it got close to getting there, but it didn't get there. Okay, and what do you I mean by that? To the, well, where? To truly disgusting, like, <laughs> un again, we're talking un, about the good uh, thing, redeemably disgusting.
0: We're talking about the it good didn't get there. Perfect. It didn't get
1: there. It got disgusting, but it didn't get unredeemably disgusting.
0: I'm going to read the red. You're going to read Jang, which is the blue. Okay. And, and Tyler's going to read Doctor, which is the green. I'm also right. going to read Nurse, which is purple. All right? All right. Interrupting you. You're interrupting me. You're interrupting everyone Dollars. else. Spoilers, this, like this is like six cents. This is like six cents. Oh, he was interrupting me the entire time. <laughs> All right. Jang sits across from the doctor who fixed his arm. You're young.
2: It'll heal fast. In soccer? Don't play so hard that you break your wrists, okay? Who plays soccer with their wrists anyways? Go easy, son. Got it?
0: A really, really awkward silence. Get going now. More awkward silence, then. Hey. Shithead.
1: Hey, your son. Shit. You should watch the way you talk. Hey, you take off your glass. Hey, take them off.
0: Jang reaches for the glasses. (laughs) Shit, come here now. Hey, you, come here. The nurse walks in. Excuse me, please come and get your prescription. It's also a little hard to believe that Su Yun would be allowed to get away with what he's doing because people kind of know. Like you can tell from that phone call that his brother, that his father-in-law has an idea that he's up to something, that his uh, sister-in-law has an idea that he's up to something. That his partner kind of knows that he's doing something kind of behind the scenes to catch this guy. It's kind of a little ridiculous to stretch hey, no. the boundaries and think that this cop was getting away with it, right? I agree with that. I think that's yeah,
2: true. Yeah. It's a little cliche, too, of the cop. Being that's like part of the story, but Or, like, administrative leave, while he, like, goes on the main adventure. It's a little cop cliche. All
1: right. This is a gross movie. And so we have to ask ourselves when we watch this movie, is the grossness worth it? And it's questionable. I think that it's about a 50-50 deal. I feel like 50 people... Uh, sorry. <laughs> 50 people out of 100 people <laughs> uh, would probably say, you know what? Sean's right. And... Uh, the violence, the the grotesqueness, whatever, the,
0: the the one minute of missing footage.
1: You know what? We all need it because it really does uh, solidify this revenge. You know, um, it drives
0: this... home the point of the, the, the thematic point of the film, like completely and utterly, without having to browbeat you over the head with dialogue and shit about it. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's effective filmmaking. Go fuck yourself. Right? Yeah. Who needs dialogue? Yeah. Do I think this film is necessarily better than films like Straw Dogs or Harakiri? No, maybe not. Here's the thing. I think this film is better than Once Upon a Time in the West, and I like it better now than Once Upon a Time in the West. And I think Once Upon a Time in the West should not be number one. So, where I'm putting this film is purely based on the fact oh. that this problem, this list Unbelievable. is problematic. So, I'm putting this film at number Unbelievable. one. Unbelievable. On you know surprise, only surprise. It has the most to do with revenge of all the films we watched, and neither of you can deny that. This film clearly has the most to do with revenge. And it a driving force, not only as a narrative, but thematically. It is a completely well-made film. And it is not only just well-made, it is extremely well-made.
2: Chris, why don't you place this film next?
0: So this film's going number one. No, wait, I think we should let Tyler go next, personally.
2: Okay, I can go next. Uh, this film, what do you got to say, babe? What do you got Because
0: I just think Chris is going to just... I mean, it doesn't matter, like...
2: This sounds like a ridiculous, crazy comparison on face value, but I think the film that so far that we've covered that this movie is closest to is *Heraclery* in terms of revenge. Uh, and by that, I mean it's they both. No, have the I would idea. disagree. I
1: would disagree. This is like a John
2: but, Wick deal. No, but I'm. No, it's not. So the point I was trying to make in the comparison with *Heraclery* is that in how they deal with revenge, both seem to say that violence and revenge leads to more violence and revenge. And in the end it's all pointless and nobody really wins. I think both those films say a very similar things. it's a very bleak ending for both those films. So it becomes which one do I like better? Ultimately I gotta say like hair Carey better. Oh, of course you do. By a lot. But then there's Gladiator, which I think should be number one in on the list. <laughs> it's kind of fucked up. Gladier, so man, I know you're uh, gonna go uh, out of the You know what? Is. I don't love either film so, This is better than she cares like about everything else. Here, uh I saw devil number five. All right, you're putting so, it.
1: So, so, no, so, I'm
2: putting it above Munich.
1: Ho, 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 ho. you're putting it above Munich. Yeah. I'm Tim Madden, and this is Home Improvement. Ho, ho, ho.
0: <laughs> All right, Chris. All right. Where are you putting? I saw the devil. In so, so,
1: minutes? let me clarify. Uh, Sean, you have, and this is just the devices. We're talking about Republicans. We're talking about Democrats. So, Sean. You have rated this number one on the revenge draft.
0: It deserves number one the way it's composed right now. All right. Number one As is I Sean. Per- number two. Ti- <laughs> no, what do we ti- got? Ti- got in number of,
1: okay. So far on the uh, tape two plus revenge draft. Uh,
0: number one is Once Upon a Time in the West. Number two is Straw Dogs. Number three is. Harakiri. Harakiri. Number four is Gladiator. Number five is Munich. I
2: Currently-
0: saw the devil
1: TBD. Uh, so I will rate this number three. We are right. have to talk about what
0: next week and stuff we have to talk about. Oh,
1: like, hey, uh, so, uh. We're something... not going
0: to have time. We're going to have to do something. Sean... Else, God damn it. What movie? Oh. All right. Hey, what, Sean. Don't Martin? you want to do like this? Hey, Tyler. 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 Too? Tyler.
1: Don't you want the I got scene? an idea. Tyler, can I, can I, can I have her a suggestion? Why don't you include the fucking uh, taking time clock that we have in the bottom of the screen uh, when you do the YouTube deal? It was like The remaining mean time is now less than two minutes. It's like, oh, fucking great. <laughs> it may offer a little perspective as to like the kind of situation that we have
0: going Maybe on. Maybe instead of ever investing money in SoundCloud, what we should invest in is like a Zoom. Karen, then just get back to All the right. fucking
2: good old days when we could do this in two fucking sessions. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: hey, think there was. That's, I think that's
1: a long <laughs> Turns out that we need uh, four sessions to make sure <laughs> this work. So. We
0: we forget that Tyler's married. That's the yeah. problem, right? Like we forget that.
1: <laughs> I can't. I, you know what? I will never forget the time that uh, Tyler and Sean got married.